1: we do walk by faith and not by sight right or is it that we live by sight and walk by faith wait how does it go again um that one's pretty easy right but yet none of us do it we listen to it and we don't even memorize it we don't know it we're not even sure (laughs) We don't know what we're doing from day to day. Um, But yet we're walking around acting like we care, right? Caregivers, we care, don't we? That's the label that we have. That's the stereotype that we have. We care because we're caregivers. Sounds like a mantra to me. Is it out there somewhere? Are you living that? I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I have days where I just don't care. Some days I care and then some days I don't. That's the truth. Half of the battle in caregiving is being honest, first of all, with you, because that's why caregivers quit. One lady asked me recently, how have you done this so long? How have you managed to do that? And I just looked at her like, how have you managed to work on your job so long? Nonetheless, I... I, I'm a good little Christian. I couldn't do that to her. So what I decided to do instead was share some of my, what I call faith moves. Faith, you know, we hear that in church and sometimes society, but not so much in society these days because everybody's walking by sight. That's how I feel. My little sister's in town and we had a great talk about social media and I have always had this. Uh, You can call it a, uh, let's call it a debate in my heart. Whose side am I on? Am I on the social media side? I mean, I'm a part of media, I'm a part of social media. Shouldn't I be on the social media side? And then, There's this Christian in me that's like, "Eh, are you a part of social media, really, in your heart? So I had to really pray through and come to a conclusion. My conclusion is that I am more than social media. Oh. So in other words, if all of social media goes away, who am I? And that's what I had to remember, because either way it goes, even if I don't have a mirror to look in on the wall, I still am a Christian. How do I know this? Well, I can't look at myself and say, oh, I'm a Christian and just walk away after I look in the mirror. My mirror is the Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, then you don't really get to look in the mirror. That's what I was taught years ago. And so looking in a mirror means what? Looking in a mirror means taking time to reflect Well, yeah. See, the thing is, you have to be able to see in order to look into a mirror. I mean, Stevie Wonder, you know who he is, right? If he holds a mirror up to his face, but can he see himself? I don't want to get into the ramifications of science and the cornea and the retina and light going through where. And yeah, it gives us vision. But you know what the key part is? Light. And the word, the Bible, it is the light. It's our lamp, but most of us don't use it. We just walk around in the darkness out there in the world with no light. That's what we do walk around in darkness. Yeah, the world is dark all day, every day. If you haven't felt it, if you haven't noticed, uh, maybe you don't have your light on. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. I said it the way I meant it. That means you're a part of the darkness, you're in the world. And if you don't have a light, you can't see, you can't illuminate on the things that are dark, the things that are not helpful to you. So let's take a look at that for a minute what is helping you and what is not. Like I had to do between myself and social media, the world, I'm a Christian. I had to not find myself, but I had to decide where is my greatest light and what's the point? The point of my light is to one, let it shine. That's what I was taught to do in Matthew, right? Five, um, let your light so shine so that men might see your good works. Uh-oh, well, what about my bad works? Because see, that's where Christians kind of get it messed up. We have bad works. We really do. We have a tendency to Act badly in public, Mm -hmm. they heard you, they saw you. My favorites are people that cut you off on the freeway, but they don't hear you curse them out, little Christian in that car. Uh Uh-huh. And then the people in the grocery store, (laughs) of course, my favorite people, they don't know you personally. And they don't know that you're a good little Christian, but the way you just interacted with them, you didn't even speak to them. So what? They didn't speak to you. How about you speak? My other favorite. This is the one. Some of you are going to be like, yeah, yeah, I know. Some of you don't even show any type of love. Our Bible tells us that they, who's they? Well, technically, other Christians will know that you're a Christian by the love you show. They recognize each other. Who's they again? The Christians. So, what about the world? The world, oh, the people in the dark? Yeah. They recognize you, one, by your light. That's first of all, because they're in the dark. You get it? It's real simple. If you let your light shine, the people in the dark will see you. But for the Christians, other Christians know you're a Christian by the love you show. So, if you put light, Light and love together, which technically we want to do Bible math. They're all the same. It's one and the same. Technically put them all together. And what do you have? A good little Christian. No, no, no. Actually you have a person like yourself striving to do what's right, striving to be right, striving to act right and, and just be right. That's the ultimate goal. In other words, in In order for you to let your light shine, you have to do two things. One, you have to check on your oil. I've told you that before. It's right there in the Bible. I'm not telling you anything the Bible doesn't already tell you. Jesus told the story. There were some women that just didn't put enough oil in their lamps, it ran out, and they were in trouble. When we're in a world of darkness on a daily basis, you've got to be prepared. You can't just go out there not having prayed, not having looked at the Bible, but yet you expect all these results and positive vibes. I don't do positive vibes, and I tell people all the time. I get it. We can go science and deep. I just tell them I pray. Let's start with that. Because, yeah, positivity, happiness, those are nice things, but I just didn't find them in the Bible. And if you can challenge that, let's go. Connect at com. You know where to find me, but the shortest version is that at the end of the day, that's what's hot right now. Ah. You just have like great energy. And I say, "Thank you. I love the light source that I get my energy from." And I'm waiting because they kind of look at me like, "Light source?" "Well, you said energy. Uh, energy comes from the sun." But my energy comes from the S-O-N. Did you catch that? My light source, my power source. I get power from the light. So when we're walking around in darkness, caregivers, because that's what it's like for us most days, we walk into blind situations every single day. We walk into it blindly, not knowing what to do, how to do, what we're going to do, what we should do. Oftentimes, we can't predict what's going to happen each and every day with the person that we're giving and providing care for because we don't know their needs from day to day. Some people could say, Oh, well, it seems like if a person has this, condition or they're in that situation. It just seems like you just jot down a few things to do and make a list and everything's going to be just fine, right? Mm, nah, not that simple. Have you been a caregiver? Are you a caregiver? Hmm. Have you thought about becoming a caregiver? I'm not talking about the paid kind. I'm talking about the ones that, yeah, like me, you become a caregiver by default, no training, no background, no expertise, yet you just gotta what? Do it. You've heard me say it before. Just be a caregiver. Yeah, just show up. That's half of the battle. Half of the other battle is not giving up. So if you show up, hey, that's half of it. The other side is don't give up. So I got a letter last night from someone, actually a man. And remember, we've talked about it on this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten caregivers are women, statistically showing. It uh, changes here and there, but overall, no matter what, eight out of ten seem to be women. No matter what industry, no matter if it's at home or professionally, and somebody said, did you just say I'm not a professional? No. Hear what I'm telling you. All professionals are caregivers, but are all caregivers professional watch it if you have an issue with it you know what to do connect at lorraine com. so in the meantime one of the things that you have to do as a caregiver is remember to do what first remember you can't do it all who told you that you were batman superman in my case wonder woman yeah no i resigned from all of that And what I decided to do is accept what I cannot change moment by moment by, one, relinquishing this power that I think that I have to make it better, be better, and become better. Just because of what I know and what I can do, what I'm capable of, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. No, wrong. What I'm supposed to do is check in with the power source. That's how caregivers lose it. We lose it mentally. We lose it emotionally. We lose it physically. We lose it spiritually all the time, whether you see it or not. A caregiver could be right next to you, and you have no idea that they're a caregiver of any magnitude, whether they do work in a hospital, professionally with the scrubs and the shoes, yeah, Or someone like me at home where nobody is seeing it. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of visitors that might come through and see what I do. But they don't always see the magnitude of it, the grind, the day-to-day. Oftentimes as caregivers, we're so consumed by the darkness, the grimness of caregiving that oftentimes we can't even get to the light. So what does that mean? You've got to have the light on you, in you. That's the key to successful caregiving. If you want to be successful, meaning not give up, not die, not quit, not burn out, because caregiver burnout is a real thing. People are being treated for it right now. You have to find a source, a power source. Now, I tell people that's your option. I'm not here to tell you Jesus is the only way, even though I really believe that. You still have an option. Did you know that? (laughs) A lot of Christians have provided Jesus to other people with such condemnation. Yeah. Did you hear that? They condemned the people before they could even get to Jesus, that the person that needed Jesus the most couldn't get to him because the person that was trying to get him to Jesus had already condemned him and put him in the. Yeah. So Christians take a moment. If you're a Christian listening, take a moment, find your light source. Is it powerful? Do you know from where your energy comes so that when people tell you, Oh, I love your energy. You can actually open up your mouth and say, thank you. The Lord is my power source. Remember, I told you, you have to have your identifier. hmm The world has their identifiers. Christians aren't so quick to flash their identifiers. I find it so interesting. People in the world are quick to have their pronouns and they have everything sitting on their badges and they have it on their resumes and applications. Christians, we won't even say I go to church. That's half of the battle. It's a part of an identifier, but the key is what church? There's a church of Satan. You, Hey, I'm telling you the truth, but the matter is more about the light. Satan is not of the light. Jesus is the light of the world, period. So when you look at Jesus, what are you getting? What power? What power source? What are you getting from Jesus to make you more powerful? Full. Now I'm adding an L to that today. Yeah, I know my suffixes. Work with me. Powerful. Full of power. Many of us will plug in our phones because what? Low battery. Many of us will not plug in our soul, our spirit, our minds to The Word of God. That's one of the power sources. When you go in your home, often here in America, you look around and we have plugs. One of the things people do now before they can like really greet you and hug you and talk about their life. Do you have a plug? I need to plug my phone in. I need to charge my phone. Have you noticed the times have really shifted? I remember when my grandparents used to have company, man, they'd fix a pot of coffee, sit down and it was real easy. And that wasn't that long ago. they chat maybe about what they saw on the front page of the paper. And then there began the conversation. But now, if you're a grandparent, yeah, do your grandkids run in? Grandma, I need to charge my phone. Oh, yeah. Hi, Grandpa. (laughs) Like over off to the side. Because they're more concerned about getting what they need. And they know they need power for that phone. Take that for a minute. Think about your life. Do you need power for your life? Uh, Yeah, because if you're thinking that you're just getting up every morning doing it on your own, well, if you want to believe that, you're going to run out of power much sooner than you should and could. All I'm telling you right now is this. Two things. One, where is the power in your world? Because I told you, I'm in the world, not of it. I know Satan is real. I know he's roaming around looking to suck me up. Oh, wow. That's kind of mean. That's not what the Bible says. That's my interpretation from my life. Now, what about you? Do you even know what it says? That he's going around roaming like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? Did that sound KJV enough for you? Yeah. So for me, guess what? I am sitting here every day on a good edge, waiting for any demonic attack because I have my power source ready to plug into what? The light that I have comes from the Lord, He is my power source. So when you plug into the Bible, when you listen to a good sermon, I'm talking about the sermons that actually have Bible in them, the real scriptures, not somebody's imagination and opinion, none of that stuff. The real Bible, whatever works for you, but you've got to get it every day. Now, I think uh, I have a pretty high-end cell phone and my cell phone, I think can go over mm, 24 hours, but it will let me know low battery. Unfortunately in life, you know what our low battery sign is i'm so hungry oh my gosh i'm so tired i have a headache (sighs) i just wish this would end and whatever other complaints you have whatever other what i call grumpiness coupled with the funkiness yeah the bad attitudes those things are more towards the low battery end, and they will lead you a lot faster to the dark Then they will the light. So how do you let the light get in you then, Lorena? I hear what you're saying. That sounds nice, but that's not my reality. Okay, here's my reality. And it has worked for me for many years. First of all, you have to humble yourself. Have you done that today? Have you ever seen yourself in the seat of the person for whom you're caring? Have you ever thought about what it might be like if you stop walking today? (laughs) Have you ever thought about what it must feel like not to be able to use one of your hands? Have you ever tried it? Have you gone around the kitchen and just done everything with one hand? Did you give up after a minute? Oh, if you haven't tried it, try it. Put the timer on. See how long you can go. And if you feel proud because you did it for five minutes, then, hey, do it all day and get back to me. Connect at lorrainecarol.com. So in the meantime, what is it that you're doing right? Well, make sure it's not full of pride. Make sure that whatever you do, if you are doing it well and right so you feel, Uh, We have a credence from our Christian perspective that helps us balance our days. Remember, check in with somebody. Let them tell you about you. Ask them, what do you think? Have you asked the person that you're providing care to for, like your children, your grandparents, your mom, your dad, even siblings? There are siblings out there that are caregiving for a sibling and a parent. I've talked to those people in person and they're saying I do double caregiving. Some people also include their husband even though it doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with them but you know hey have mercy on the husbands they need care. So like we've looked at for a while caregiving isn't limited to just the medicinal side the way we see it in America with all of the statistics about people needing care other people need care too like who? The people on the street yeah. Sometimes You just have to pray for them. Maybe you didn't roll down your window and pull out a dollar, but did you have mercy? It's a form of care. It's a form of light. Let your light so shine so that men might see your good works, which glorifies the Father in heaven. So you're saying, well, Lorraine, I didn't give him any money. So how is that glorifying the Father? This is my favorite part. Whatever you do in the dark will come to the light. My favorite part is God sees all. And he saw and he knows your heart. So in that moment, regardless of whether you had a dollar to pull out to look like you're being a good little Christian, the Lord saw and heard your heart and its motives. What are you motivated by to do better as a caregiver? And if you happen to be a Christian, yeah, a Christian too. Now let's say you're of the darkness. How do I get this light? Well, first you pray and you ask the Lord to help. Help. Help me. Hey, can you help me out here? Uh what Jesus Lord, what do I call on? The Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one. Start there. If you can read, and I, look, there are people that can't read out there. We have audio Bibles now, no excuse, right? And we have them in various languages, no excuse. So get a Bible, read a verse, starting Proverbs. It'll make sense. Try one at a time. Instead of trying to do like the people that are a little anxious, instead of taking on the whole book of Matthew and all 28 chapters, hey, just start with five verses, anywhere in the middle, because what'll happen is you'll want to know more. That's what happens when we've been in the dark and we need to see, because remember, this is walking by faith, not by sight. Walking by faith requires, first of all, faith in the Lord Jesus. You have to have faith in him. That's the first thing. Secondly, you have to walk in that faith, and not look at how it looks around you. Yeah, it's bad. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. doesn't seem like it's going to get better. I know a lot of you like the song, everything gets better. I like it too. Thanks, Todd. But the point is what? You have to remember the only way it can get better is by faith. Faith is the basis of what you hope for. That's my word, hope. Hope is the one that gives you what you need. And that is where it all begins. Well, I hope she starts. Well, I hope he will. Well, I hope I don't. Oh, isn't it amazing how we take that word hope for granted? Have you looked at the definition lately? Have you looked at it for your own life? What are you hoping for? Well, I found a list that works for me. Try it. It's in Philippians 4, and you can look at it yourself. Start at verse 6. Many of the people that listen to this show that stay on this long, they have anxiety issues. That's what I've been told. At least a couple of you have said, yeah, it gives me um, panic attacks when this happens and I'm a little anxious. Um, Well, not a little, a lot. I've had people actually admit that to me about their anxiety and I said, well, I do believe in help and support, but there's another way to get support and that's through the light. And that light is the Bible. Jesus, and he can help you. How? First of all, tell him, I told you, help? Yes. Confess it. Admit it. Maybe you can call a friend. If you aren't there yet to have the faith to believe in an invisible Jesus that you can't see and touch, do you have a Christian friend? Hey, hopefully you can check in with the church where they might even pray for you. As long as you believe by faith, pray by faith, the Lord will give you what you need What is it that you need? Have you made a list yet? Most people go around blindly, not looking at what they need from day to day. Why? Because they don't want the responsibility and they don't want to feel overwhelmed. If you were to see my list of things I have to do, just the list alone. And then remember have to do is optional because I quit at any time I want. But then add on the unknown things that, one, I'm supposed to do, expected to do. And then can I throw myself in there? Because that's the stuff from my mom (laughs) because she expects so much. And I'm like, look, lady, especially by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I'm drained because, again, it's mental. It's emotional. It's physical. And if I haven't tapped into that power source, all of my energy, my natural energy, and my spiritual energy is going to drain down and I will shut off. Um, it's happened. I'm a witness. Yes, I've passed out, fainted, been hospitalized. Yeah. From caregiving? Yep. You want to hear about it? Connect at lorrainecarol.com. So in the meantime, you've got to remember these things. One. Faith is the substance of what you hope for. It's the proof of what you can't see. Now, that's just the basic definition. Think about what it takes faith for in your life. I tell people all the time, it takes faith to sit down in a chair you've never sat in, right? That's an old analogy. But think about it. We walk into a room, walk into a restaurant, go over to somebody's house, and we just plop down in the chair. Why? We expect it to hold our weight. We hope that it will anyway. We don't usually test it. See, here's the thing. If it doesn't look like it'll hold our weight, we might be a little more reserved, hesitant, a little suspicious. You see what happens there? Because we're walking by faith. Walking by faith will do that to you. So what should you do? Uh, Maybe walk by sight. That's what I just said. No, see, it's backwards. Wait, I'm confused. Right. Take your time and let's walk this through one more time. You walk by faith. If I walk into every situation in my life as a caregiver, looking at the way it looks with the expectation and hoping myself that I'm going to resolve it, that I'm going to be able to figure it out all by myself. uh, Yeah, that's probably not going to work out, which is why it says we walk by faith not by what you see, Lorraine. Uh, What it looks like in front of me is a disaster, and I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do with this? Um, I'm supposed to, first of all, keep the faith. Don't let Satan steal your faith. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you just hold on, keep the faith, and let God be God, I promise you this, two things will happen. The first thing, will, well, you'll get better over time. And the second thing that will happen is, no, Your faith doesn't really increase. You just have to keep it. Now, we can talk about that next time we get together. We've talked about it before here on Carrying the Burden, but one of the things you've got to remember is this. You are the caregiver, but Jesus has all the care that you need. He cares for you. Check in with him. Make sure that you are always, Hey, God, I need some help here. Hey, what what am I going to do? If you check in, he'll direct your path. He'll show you. Just keep trusting in him, right? Until you listen to Carrying the Burden Again with me, Lorraine Carroll, I want you keeping the faith right here on KPRZ 1210 AM and all of your local podcasting stations everywhere, globally. Yeah!